Well, what a day to be in the house of the Lord. God is good. And uh, what I, I, love, I love this moment. If I'm going to be real, I always want to be real with you. I'm not a big fan of the Christmas season. It's a lot of crazy and all this stuff. But I love when we get to right here, like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. We get to celebrate Jesus. We get to be with family. Uh, so some of you I know, I just lost all respect from you. So maybe I shouldn't have gone there right before preaching. But man, it is good to be here and to celebrate. And there is an energy and just God is moving in the room today. And I'm so thankful for that. We're going to do a couple of things. Our announcements, offering, we always have those things. But this morning, Pastor Dave and Kay... If you do not know, they have been in Newark for the last three months or so as interim pastors there. And today they're going to be announcing the next steps for that church and where things are going. And so we just want to take a moment and pray that God will bring unity to that church. A new pastor is going to be jumping in there. And we're thankful for all of it. But sometimes, okay, we're all humans. A lot of times when there's change, change is difficult. And so could we just pray this morning that God will move at Newark, at Crossroads, that God will just show up in a special way, bring unity there, that the new pastor, Pastor Daryl, can come in and just continue and build what God has, another healthy church in Newark, Ohio. So if it's all right, we're just going to take one moment. Lord, we are so thankful that today you came, you gave your son, and Lord, we're thankful today that you care for every church body, every church member, every person, God, you died for all. And Lord, we pray for unity in Newark, Lord, for Crossroads. We pray, God, that Lord, where it might be difficult or where change is hard today, that you would bring and restore unity so there can be a vibrant Pentecostal work bringing you, Jesus, to the lost of Newark, Ohio. One more for you. That's what we pray. One more for you. So as Pastor Dave runs that service today and just gives the future of what it's going to look like, Lord, would you be there every step of the way? We're so thankful. We love you. We love you. We love you, Jesus. We thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. God is good. Another special thing, if I could have Pastor Brian and Danae come up here real fast. Uh, I'm, I love this couple. And if you've ever had people that you just, uh, you care for, and they're not leaving or anything, just in case. I want to be sure it doesn't sound like that. This is a good thing. This is a good thing. Whew. Have you ever started talking? You're like, I feel like the air is being sucked out of the room. We're going the wrong way here, so we'll just. <laughs> but Pastor Brian and Danae, they are a blessing to Pastor Rachel and to myself. And it has been so much fun this year specifically, just to watch as they just both in their own way. Danae, if you do not know, she is now running our daycare, and uh, she is the big boss lady over there, and so that's exciting. And when people quit or when it's all, it's all her, and uh, so thank you for that. And Pastor Brian, we all get to see your ministry all the time. We get to experience uh, just your growth and you just experiencing more of God and leading so well. And so I was thinking, what could I do? What could we give? And recently we were in Africa and God was just speaking to me. And I've seen this over and over that you have been, you are, you've always been since you came to this church before being on staff, someone that just has my back. You've got me. And when we were in Africa uh, a couple months ago, there were these awesome people, warriors, that they walked around with their bow and arrows and that they literally, if a lion or a whatever would come, they were taking that thing down and we were not going to die. At least that's what they told us. I've seen lion. I'm not sure if that would work. But they could literally shoot birds out of the air with their bow and arrow because I saw them eat these things. And there's something about having someone that has your back, someone that has you, whatever the situation is. And so Pastor Brian, I wanted to give you uh, this awesome thing that I was 
I was given, and I was trying to figure out where to put it, but I was like, this is yours. This is you, and thank you. And real fast, I'm sure you can't see. Maybe we can zoom in as far as possible. Each one of these arrows is entirely different. The practice arrow is just wood, or maybe it kills something if it hits them. I don't know. The different kind of pointy arrows, and for different kind of animals or for situations, then they would use different ones that have the different heads on them. And I just feel that even more, 2024, as you've already grown so much, it's going to be all about what arrow, what thing is needed in what moment. And once again, we are so thankful, so blessed by you, and we love you guys so much. You guys are awesome. Love you guys. Well, awesome. A couple of quick announcements. You can always give at radiant.family. Thank you for your faithfulness in giving. Missions, uh, support. God is moving. He's on the throne looking over missionaries, and we're going to be able to talk more about them. But I think this week, this next week, we're going to be picking up like six missionaries or so as we had a couple retire, and we're like, bring more on. Get more people in. And so we'll be announcing those here in the very uh, near future. But when you give, we get to be supporting uh, almost 80 missionaries and organizations around the world that directly every month. And that's my favorite thing that we get to do. Be sure to check online, Radiant.Family Church Center, all of the announcements that are coming up, our 21 days of prayer and fasting, our young adult conference, prayer opportunities coming here in uh, January as we start, Saturday, Saturday morning prayers, uh, our youth retreat, all the things are happening. Be sure to check it out. Don't miss a thing that's happening here at Radiant Life Church, and we love it. Well, this morning we are going to dive into the Word of God, and we're going to be in Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, there's an amazing story about Jesus and about his birth. And we're just going to read the first 21 verses or so. It's a little bit lengthy. And then talk through this and what, it, what we can see, what we can learn about celebrating the Lord of the manger throne. Celebrating the one and what we can take from these verses. So let's read together Luke chapter 2 verse 1. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration for Quirinius was, was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was his child, or was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, 
which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it has been told them. And at the end of the eight days, when, the, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. What an amazing story. And something I want us to point out right from the beginning are that this is not a story that is made up or some Christmas thing or some TV show or The Chosen. or It's not something that is made up. But even when Luke begins this process and begins this story in his gospel here, he talks about Caesar Augustus. He talks about real places with real, real people in real time. Because this is a true story of our creator. And if we ever want to let the word of God transform us, we must live and believe and walk in the fact that that word, the Bible, the truth of the word is what will change us and mold us and make us because it is real and active and living and powerful. And we don't even need to really be here if that is not the case. But I want us to point it out one more time. This word is true. This story is true. The power of God is real for us. Another thing before we dive in too deeply is it is great to have all of the kids in the room. We do this a couple of times a year. And if you are a parent, you're like, my kid's being loud. Don't worry about it. There's other kids. It's fine. I mean, obviously, parent your kids, of course. But we are not looking at you. No judgment in the room. We're going to have a good time at a family service. And so thankful that you are here with your kids and all over the room. And it is great to be here together. Next week, we will have a 10 o'clock a.m. service, and the kids are going to have their own uh, party in the other room, glow sticks and balloons, and they'll be doing their own thing. But today, we're so thankful to be together and to be able to celebrate Jesus. Well, let's look into what the Lord might speak to us today. I think we see five things that we're going to pull out this morning that this story would have been really uh, real for the people, right? It would have been a situation, and right from the beginning, we see that a census is going to be taken, and we see that Joseph has to go to Bethlehem. Can anybody, would that be a little bit of an interruption in your life? If all of a sudden, it's like, okay, everybody, not only do you have to go, like, vote, or do something like that, but you have to go to a new place, you have to take a journey, could take days or weeks to even get there, Sometimes we need to celebrate the Lord of interruptions. Sometimes we need to let God bring interruptions to our life where instead of doing the same thing that we've always done, one more time, one more thing, one more place, sometimes we need to say, Lord, you are moving. And even in the interruption, or maybe even because of the interruption, what you want to do can take place. In this story, with what had been foretold from Isaiah from long ago, if they did not get up and go to Bethlehem, that interruption, it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have been right. It wouldn't have been true. And in our lives, sometimes things happen. And we're like, Lord, I don't like it. I don't want it. This is a problem. It's an interruption. And is it possible that God could use the interruptions of our life to focus us, to align us, to get us where we should be, to put us in the place? And maybe somebody comes in the room today and you say, I don't like this. This is an interruption. This is a problem. This is a maybe we just plug into what the Lord has and say, Lord, I'm in your hands anyway, so I don't need to worry about an interruption. I'm just going to go forward 
and maybe you would teach me or train me or mold me or do something new in my life that wouldn't have happened or couldn't have happened if I just stayed doing the things that I've always done in the way that I've always done them. When we were in Africa a couple weeks ago, we were doing services and we arrived. We had traveled for over 36 hours, at least. It was crazy. And then we were going to the hotel. We thought we were going to be speaking in the morning. And then we thought we were going to be speaking in the evening. And I was like, Lord, we want to do whatever they want. That was our thing. It doesn't matter how tired we are. It doesn't matter, right? Lord, whatever it is. So we're like, Brother Barnabas, we are in your hands. You tell us we'll be there. He's like, well, so you could preach right now? whenever you want. So we all went from a little like change up, here we go, we're going to go preach right now. We may be exhausted, we may be slurring our speech because we can't think straight, but Lord, you're going to do it. And it's amazing how God puts everything and plan and peace in order. And instead of what, how are we going to do it? How are we going to make it? How's it going to go? We can come before the Lord and say, Lord, your timing, your plan, the interruption of your life, of our life, Lord, it's going to put us where we should be. And I think from this story we see right from the beginning, the interruptions of life are not always negative. And in fact, if we just trust the Lord, they're very rarely negative because we're going to be where God has placed us to be. Let's let God take us where he would have us to be. And you know, when you think about this story and you think about Mary... Mary was in her home. Mary's with all these people. She was pregnant. She was great with child. Now she needed to go have a journey. She didn't have to go. Joseph had to go, but they went together. You never know, but it's possible that that was just a good situation for Mary to get away from all the people. Have you ever been around someone that might judge you or say, what's wrong with you? This young girl who's pregnant, who didn't follow the plan, except she did, but they didn't understand that because God uh, did this. Is it possible that even that was a good thing for her personally? To be able to get away from the norm and get into another place with Joseph. You never know what God's doing. You never see it until it either appears to you or maybe someday in heaven. I say it would be so much fun if we get to get to heaven and be like, Lord, I'm just wondering. That one time, what was going on there? And it would be so cool to be able to have him tell us, well, I interrupted your normal life because this was going to happen or because this took place. I interrupted this because this person needed you to be there at that moment. Or I interrupted this because you're going to have to deal with something that I didn't want you to have to deal with. So I moved you over here so you could walk and be prepared before having to deal with that. We don't know what God is doing, church, but he's the God of interruptions and we can celebrate him for putting us where we should be. The second thing that we see is that we can celebrate the Lord of time. It says, and while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. God knew the testimony. He knew that Bethlehem had to be where they were to fulfill the prophecy. He knew all of these elements and all of these things. And there's something about realizing, Lord, you are the God of time. You are the God that puts me where I need to be when I need to be there. So the Lord is speaking to me that when I am sitting in traffic, maybe the Lord is the God of that time and I just need to embrace it. It's okay. Maybe when I am not seeing what I want to see and the timing I need, Lord, I'm just going to trust you because your timing is better than my timing. Lord, if it doesn't go how I want, Lord, your timing is better. Lord, you are the God that puts interruptions in my life that will get me where I need to be when I need to be there. And Mary was in the place that it was foretold that she would give birth to Jesus because of an interruption and because God is a God of time. 
Luke weaves this together. A simple truth. A simple thing. While they were there, the time gave birth, uh, for her to give birth. It was not a large amount. It didn't explain all of the prophecy. didn't put all these things. But there's power in understanding that God puts us in the right place at the right time. You know, even while I was thinking about this and thinking about time and thinking about the, just the simplicity of this. So often in our lives, in our culture, we want to make everything huge and a big deal. And we want to be sure that if anything good happens, it's on social media. Because it didn't really happen if a bunch of people didn't like it. And if we didn't get enough likes, then it, you know, did it even matter? And no, it only, you know, it's just real life. But Luke puts profound statements in here in just a few words. And I think sometimes if we would just trust the Lord with interruptions and we trust him with time and we wouldn't really get caught up in what other people think or what other people say, but am I doing what God has called me to do in this moment, then I don't need a big, huge celebration every time something takes place. I just need to know, Lord, I'm walking in you. I'm walking in your, in your presence. I'm walking where you would have me to be. While they were there, the time gave for, came for her to give birth. Jesus knows the right time to put you where you need to be for your future. And can I add for his ultimate glory. He knows what needs to happen for you to be at the right place at the right time for your future and for his glory. Celebrate the Lord of interruptions, the Lord of time. And third, verse 7, celebrate the Lord of locations. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling claws and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. And even in this moment of humble beginnings, God put Jesus in a place to be in a manger, to be in a place that was not the perfect location, if you would think. I mean, I don't think anybody would say it was. Pastor Rachel and I, in the spring, we got to be where they believed Jesus was born. And there was a house, there was a place, but Joseph did not have his own. There would have been people around, is what most people would say, that understand tradition and culture, and them being at their family place of residence. But there wasn't enough place, and so they were put in the place where the animals would have been. In like the house animals, the ones that would have been there underneath in a cave. It was a really cool thing to be able to see this picture to be to see where it was very likely that Jesus was born and not only is God a God that interrupts and puts us in the right time but he puts us in a place once again to fulfill prophecy once again to make it so that his gospel is proclaimed once again so that the truth of his kingdom can come forth there's something about trusting the plan of God being in this manger being in this place as a humble servant, the God of the universe, he was willing to do whatever it took. He's willing to lay it all down for you. He's willing to give it and even lay in a manger and swaddling cloths where there would have been animals and there would have been straw and there would have been all the things you think of when you think of a barn. He was willing to give it all. And he didn't come and he didn't go to the high-rise apartment building or to the nice hotel or to the, the perfect birthing center, but instead went lowly and laid himself down in a manger. Jesus is the Lord of location. Philippians 2, 5 through 7 says, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was born or was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, 
being born in the likeness of men. Our God was willing in the right time, in the right place, and not like you or I think of right time or right place, but to fulfill the plan of God. Lord, let us be people that we are all in. We just want to fulfill your plan in our lives. Give us an interruption. Put us in the right time, the right location, because Jesus knows the right place to put you in the right spot for your future and his ultimate plan. Jesus knows. You know, as I was thinking, and there's so many different things, and when we think about life, sometimes we want what someone else has, or we want that thing, or we don't have this certain element, or we don't like our house, or we don't like whatever it is. The God of the universe, he didn't say, I'll, go, I'll come, I'll come to earth, if only I have a five-star place, if it's a nice enough resort. He said, Lord, I give it all, and there's times in our life when, Lord, I maybe can definitely be complacent. I can get my priorities out of whack. And Lord, would you help us as a church, as individuals, me? Lord, I'm not going to complain about what I have. You are willing to literally come to the worst place to be born, to live, to do what you were called to do and to be put on a cross. And today, I can, I can handle my, my thing, whatever that thing in your life is. We all have those things. Whatever, Lord, I'm going to lay that down before you. And I'm going to walk knowing that you're my God, you're my king, and you're the, the God of location, of time, of interruption. The next thing that we see here is the, the shepherds come on the scene. And I think we can celebrate the Lord of, who loves all people. When you think of shepherds in Bethlehem, shepherds were important. It was an important area that they would raise these sheep and they would, many of the shepherds were raising the sheep that would go to be sacrificed. It was an important role, important job, but shepherding wasn't also the like highlight job at the same time. It was difficult if you've ever been with animals or just outside for long periods of time, you, dif- you generally didn't, don't smell very well. So they did an important thing, but also it was a difficult thing and not the most popular role that you could possibly have. Jesus is born, and the angels of all the people in the world that they could come to. They didn't come to the king, or to the religious leaders, or to the powerful, or to those that everyone look at. Or to the, the social media influencer or the person that gets all those likes that, that we want to have, or, you know, whatever in our life. He came to shepherds who were watching their flocks by night. And we can get so caught up in the things. And Lord, I don't know. You don't want me. You don't care for me. You wouldn't show up in my life. All I know is Jesus came to a manger and the angels went to the shepherds who could not have smelt good. And they are the ones that got to go first to see our Lord and Savior. And today, wherever you are and whatever you think of your role or your status or your position or your money or your looks or who you are, today I want you to know that the God of all gods, Jesus Christ, came and he loves you. And you may or may not have angels light up the night sky, but he did it on the cross. He gave his life for you. And don't ever, don't ever question if the Lord is there for you personally. Because he loves you. He knows you. He is the Lord who loves all people. And today we get to celebrate Jesus, the one on the throne, but the one that came for you. The one that goes and finds the shepherds out in the field. Just taking care 
of some sheep. He's so good. Our Father, he elevates the lowly and humble and rejects the proud and mighty. And so often in our lives, we want this status in this place, but it's more difficult. I want to be low no matter where I am and what I have. I want to be lowly. I want to come before the Lord and give him all the glory and all the honor and all the praise and never think too much of myself. Because there's only one that's worthy, and that's Jesus. There's only one that's powerful, and he came and loves all and wants the best for your future. And his ultimate plans, he's going to use you. He's going to use you. And I'm super thankful for, for Billy Grahams that lived a life and spoke to millions and millions of people. But I'm thankful for the individuals in this room that would just simply say yes to Jesus on a conversation by conversation basis. And you may never get put in some magazine or put in some pedestal. You may feel lowly, but when God looks at you, he sees a faithful servant that will do it all. And he did not leave you out in the field by yourself, but he sends the angels. He sends Jesus to you to bring healing and life and wholeness. And this Christmas, no matter what you feel walking in today, you can go saying, Lord, my situation may be rough, but Lord, you love me. And that's what I need most of all. I need you, Jesus. So we get to celebrate the Lord who loves all people. And the last thing we're going to look at this morning is we get to celebrate the only one, the only Lord that's worthy of all the glory. These shepherds went, they saw Jesus, and it says they couldn't help it almost. They couldn't stop. They would tell people of the goodness of God. They would tell people what they saw. They would talk about the angels. They would talk about the baby that was wrapped in swaddling cloths. They would talk about what God had done. And when they talked about him, then the people around them would marvel and would wonder. They would be amazed. It says that Mary, she treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. There was something about understanding, church, that when we glorify God, when we talk about God, when we talk about what he did, I don't have to preach a full sermon. I don't have to give the salvation call or have a prayer time or make an altar. But when I talk about God, there's something that starts to happen, a wonder, an awe, an excitement. And I want to encourage us to be people that we consistently and constantly give God glory because he's the one that we can celebrate, the Lord of interruptions, the Lord of time, the Lord of location, the Lord who loves all people. And when we give him glory on a Sunday morning, I think it's awesome and it's powerful and it's so important. But when you give him glory on Monday morning when you're at work around the water, cooler at your in your office with people at school when you're just giving him glory and it may not be a song you might not play the songs we're singing but you just talk about him i just got to be at the best service with my church family for those of you that were here with us last night we had the greatest time singing carols at the end with our candles candle lights it was so much fun and just tell them i was at church we had so much fun it was awesome like let people know you love God. You love him. You love coming together with God's people. Not because everyone's perfect, because that's not life, but because we're all trying to grow and love and experience God. And tell them we're believing for miracles and we're seeing people healed. We're seeing backs healed and we're seeing people's legs healed and we're seeing cancer that no longer is. We're seeing these things that, hey, you've got a problem in your life. I'm just saying you should come with me to church. 
you're going to experience the power of God. What happens when we just give him glory from our conversation, from how we talk? People start to say, I think I might need some of that. And it might take years and years and years. That's okay. You keep talking about Jesus. And I want to encourage you today, unless Jesus tells you to do it, don't don't go preach a sermon to your family when you meet them with Christmas. Just talk about Jesus when you go hang out with your family. Just talk about what he's doing. Talk about his goodness. And watch as over time they start to say, hey, I got a question for you. Then you preach the sermon. Then you lay what God's doing. Maybe you bring out the Bible. But until they start talking about who he is, get excited about Jesus. Make it so you cannot go anywhere or do anything without saying, God just showed up. This morning God spoke to me when I was in his word. This morning God moved. I'm having so much fun every morning waking up. And I get up and I go and I sit. And right now I'm listening through a commentary on Revelation. So read a chapter and then uh, listen to this commentary. It's pretty in-depth. So normally 30 minutes or so per chapter, give or take a little more. So it's, it's got all this information. And every morning I'm like, Lord, you are so worthy. I love Revelation. I love that book. It is, it is so powerful. And just think of what heaven will be like. And you start to tell people, I was in Revelation just reading this morning. And we one day are going to be in heaven. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. One day we're going to be in heaven. There will be no more tears, death, sorrow, or sin. And I don't know about anybody else, but it sounds great in my own life to have the sin out of it, let alone the people around me. Right? Anybody? Can people sometimes be terrible? Yeah, we're sinners. In the church, we're sinners. Thankfully, Jesus covered us. But boy, it's hard. But we start talking one day, we're gonna be in heaven and we're not gonna hurt each other ever again because we're not gonna sin anymore. And we start talking about just what we're learning in the word. And I don't even preach anything, but what happens if you start talking to your unsaved friends and loved ones about just what God's speaking to you? This morning, it's so cool, someday there's gonna be no more pain. And I'm so thankful he walks with me. Just throw him in, throw him in, talk about him, give him glory. And it starts in moments where we're giving him glory together. It starts, I believe, when we let our faith arise. But if we leave it here on Christmas Eve and we don't take Jesus and give him glory on Christmas morning, we miss the whole reason that we're here. So church, could we celebrate him? And maybe you have an interruption, something that you've been really upset about. Maybe it's time just to say, Lord, I submit to your plan. And maybe it was something you brought on yourself. Maybe it was a bad choice or a bad decision. Sometimes we, we're humans. We're good at that. In which case, it's time to ask, Lord, would you help me? I've caused interruptions, but Lord, you've got a plan on the other side, and I'm going to trust you. Or maybe you don't understand why. Why now? Why? Brian and Danae, your car, the deer, poor deer, but your car will be fixed, right? Why? Come on. Right? There's things that happen in life. And I love yesterday. Danae's like, well, Tuesday, they're going to get the car in, like, really fast. It's going to happen really quick. It's like we found out we have good insurance. Like, praise the Lord, even in interruptions. Now we know. Thank the Lord for, inter- for, for insurance, right? Whatever the interruption is, let's just give it to God and walk in peace, walk in his presence. Maybe you don't understand the timing of God, and you've been walking, and you've been faithful, and you feel like, I didn't do anything. Mary did nothing to deserve nine months of being pregnant except for being a follower of God and God blessed her in a way that she could not have imagined. 
angels showing up, the power of God, Jesus for a human. So Lord, would you help me just to rest in your timing? And Lord, if I have to sit here for another week or month or year, Lord, I'm good. I'm going to rest in your timing. But Lord, if you have me to do something, if you want me to make a move, I'm going to make a move. Lord, but until then, I'm going to sit in your timing and I'm going to give you pe- or have peace as you give me all that you have for me. He's the Lord of location. If God has you where you are in your work, in your school, in your environment, in that place, and even though there might be something better, if that's where God has for you, let him make you content to sit in the presence where he has called you to be, to sit in that moment, to sit in that time, maybe in church, to sit in that ministry or that life group or that that moment, to sit where God has placed you. Let's let God rule our time. He's got us, so let's celebrate him, even when it feels like he's late, even when it feels like I don't understand what you're doing, even when it feels like I've just been faithful for a long time. Let's continue to just follow his lead, to be where he's called us to be, to walk in his timing, and let that weight come off of us. That location, let it, let it just be what God has called you to be. That fourth thing, one more time, if you are here and maybe you feel like God can't love me, can't, that's only you. It's the devil in your life speaking. That's not God. He loves you. He came to the shepherds. He died for the person on the cross next to him, for the thief on the cross, and could say, while in pain, while suffocating to death on a cross, say, today you will be with me in paradise. And I feel confident if that guy is going to be in heaven, if the shepherds or he comes to church, wherever you are, he loves you. He's got you. And one day, we're going to get to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. Stay faithful. Stay faithful. It's not for somebody else. He's not for somebody else. He's for you. And let's celebrate the Lord who is worthy of all glory. Let's give him all glory, all honor, all power. Let's celebrate the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Let's not just come to a service or come to a Christmas morning or or come to a Wednesday, random Wednesday afternoon, but let's give him glory and honor in worship, in music, but let's give him glory and honor in how we talk all the time, celebrating Jesus. Not because I have to preach a sermon, but because my life gets to be the sermon, and I talk about him, and I proclaim him, and I look for the opportunity when I actually get to open the Bible and say, this is what the word of God says. I'm going to give him consistent and constant glory. Church, let's let him move. He's the only one that is worthy. He's the only one that's powerful. He's the only one that's got everything you need. He's the only one that helps us navigate when someone we love does something that hurts us. He's the only one that helps us navigate when we don't have the answer, but we need the answer. He's the one in our life. He's the one that brings healing and wholeness. So church, let's give him glory and honor. And today, if you could, can we just stand in the room if you're able? We're going to worship him. If you need to know the Lord, if you have never given your life to him right now, it is so cool. He makes it so easy. All you have to do is say, Lord, when you come, I give you my life. I repent of my sins, and I make you the Lord of everything I do. In your own words. You don't have to use those words. Ask him for forgiveness, and he welcomes you. The word says he, he adopts you as his son or as his daughter. Don't leave this service without giving your heart to him. And then come tell one of us. We'd love to know. Somebody with the the black tag here to serve or, or one of our pastoral team, we would love to pray with you, encourage you. 
He's so good, and we get to celebrate the Lord of the manger throne, the one that came as lowly as you could be, but now sits in heaven interceding for you and I. So whatever you need, whatever you're asking him for, let's bring it to him this morning. As we close this time, we're going to sing one song together. Let's let the God of the universe speak life and truth as we give him glory and honor.
that every person that walked in this room with a problem or a disruption or a timing or a location or just not sure in themselves, Lord, that they would walk out encouraged in you, the God of time, the God of all things, the God that loves and cares for every one of us. Lord, you are worthy of all glory. So Lord, let us make it a habit and the norm of our lives to give you glory just by how we talk, by how we live, by what we do. And Lord, that as we talk about you, as we proclaim you, as we live it out, God, that we're going to have opportunities. I speak over each one to share the goodness of who you are. So Lord, maybe at a Christmas dinner, maybe today with family, this week, over this next year, Lord, let us be consistently speaking you, talking about you, talking about what your word said to us, talking, Lord, just in ourselves. And Lord, that people would start asking the question, what is going on? What are you talking about where we can give them the gospel? One more for you, Jesus. Lord, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming as a baby. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for not only that, but for dying for us. Lord, for being struck, for being hurt, for being hurt in so many ways. The, Lord, the spikes in your hands and your feet the difficulty breathing. Lord, we're thankful you took it all for us and every individual. So Lord, we get to celebrate you today. Lord, the God of the major throne, the one that came lowly and now sits on the, the throne of heaven. We worship you. Bless each one. Let us go in you and your power and your authority today. We are so thankful that we got to come and worship you. We're thankful we got to come as a church family today. We're thankful, God, that we get to do this, Lord, because of what you did. And Lord, bless each one, their Christmas, with their families, with people, with friends, phone calls, conversations. Lord, bless them in every way, Lord. We're thankful that you love and you care. We give you all glory and all honor and all power. Today, Jesus, we worship you. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. He's so good. He's so good. Come on. Well, thank you for being here today. God is good. Our next service is next Sunday morning, 10 o'clock. If you're a parent with kids, kids, you did great in here today. Wonderful. Let's give our kids a, a hand, our parents this morning. Next week, we have one service. There is full kids services next week. That will be in the gym. They'll have a party, balloons and glow sticks and all the things. So be sure to be here. No midweek. Uh, next service. Next Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, one service. Look forward to seeing you all. Be blessed. Have a very, very merry Christmas. This week, be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you talk about. Savor the presence of Jesus.